Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. We are back! Season two. Yes! We got a plan for you. Hey, Jenny, listen, it's a new year. It's a new season. Do you ever do that thing where you get like a word for the whole year? Just one word, not multiple words, but just a word. Do you do that? Yes. Yep. I actually um, was praying for a word for this year. And when I kept on asking God, like I was thinking, man, breakthrough would be an incredible word. Doesn't that sound powerful? Like breakthrough (laughs) or victory. Let's have a year of victory or financial peace. I know that's two words, but that'd be great. Those are all very victorious words. I know, right? And I'm like, I'm going to adapt one of those words. And I felt like I kept on getting stalled out and that God was just telling me, you know what? I know what your word is. It's Jesus. And I was like, oh Mm. my gosh, are we going to be hokey Christians? Please don't make make me have Jesus as my word. Now, I know that some of y'all are going to write in right now and you're like, oh, I'm praying for Candace. She's so spiritually just behind me. I'm not. Here's the deal. I feel like our culture overuses and overplays that word to where it's too familiar sometimes. And we Mm. make it a hyper-spiritual answer. Even though it is the actual answer, we use it to justify our crappy behavior sometimes. Um. And so I did not want the word for my year to be Jesus, but I'm telling you, I felt like God made it so clear. Hey, Candace, if you want breakthrough, guess where you find that? Jesus. If you want victory, guess where you find that? Jesus. And I was like, oh, everything that I want is in that name. So my word this year is Jesus. And I got to be honest, when we started talking about season two, uh, we started thinking about the shoulds that we put upon ourselves. And one of the things that I kept on going back to is if he really is the answer for everything that I want and desire and need, then we should be more like him. And so that's what we're going to do this season. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be looking at his example. Yeah, You know, the Bible teaches that Jesus is one person who was, he had a divine nature and a human nature, and he was both fully God and fully man. And I know that's a lot a lot. We're coming in hot. Wrap your head around that. But as a follower of Jesus, I know personally, I want to know what it looks like to look like him. And as I'm en route to this full restoration and healing and knowing that all things will be new, there's this question that we can't stop shitting around about. And we have to ask. (laughs) And here it is, guys. You mentioned it, but what should and shouldn't we do to be more like Jesus? Mm. And all while knowing this, Jesus, he isn't just an example to live by, but he's a solution to live for. So okay. that's why we're excited. We're okay. excited for this season. We're okay. coming in hot. Well, Jenny dropping the tweet. Jenny dropping the tweetable one just right before we even get into the show. Okay. It felt right. Okay, felt Jesus right. isn't just an example to live by. He's the solution to live for. Write that out. All right. All right. So what better topic to kick off our new season than discussing how you should pray like Jesus? All right, y'all, let's get started and find freedom from all that should. Won't he do it, y'all? Time and time again, won't he do it, y'all? In this segment, we will highlight your reviews, and we're going to celebrate how God's using this podcast to make an impact. Get this. Carol T- Wilkes. <laughs> no, it's Carrot Wilkes. Carrot. Carrot Wilkes. Oh, was, uh, Car- Why did I call you Carol? T- There's too many L's in this. Carrot Wilkes. She left us five stars and said, where are you? <laughs> We're we're here. We're here. She says, super fun, powerful, inspirational podcast. Come back. Well, apparently, <laughs> Carrot, 
you you discovered us in the off season, and now you're wanting us to come back. But but guess what? We're back. We're back. That's all right. And two. I'm telling you, don't forget if you're loving the show as well, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen. We were just in Kenya, Jenny and I. What? I probably what I know, mind blown, right? Um, we're gonna actually take this time and do confetti like praise and talk about things that we are praising God for during a 24-hour combined flight. That's right, y'all. In Toto, it was at least 24 hours of travel with all of the different layovers and things that we had. So there are some comfort creatures that we have that I think we should just shout out praise like confetti. <laughs> Let's do it. I have the timer. So this is the part of the show where we're going to rapid fire the things that we're so thankful for during our airplane ride. So I'm going to set the clock for 30 seconds. Okay. Candace, you're going to go first on your <gasps> mark. Get set. Confetti like praise. Uh, headphones. Uh, eye mask and eye mask. Oh, uh, sleepy ride foot hammock. <laughs> oh, oh, we heard about that in season one. Um, the cheap little blankie they give you. Oh, my like real it. my real blankie that I took with me. Oh, you would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unlimited bottled water. Thank you. Uh, paid much. for Wi-Fi. Paid for Wi-Fi. Ooh, compression socks. Oh my gosh, restrooms. <laughs> Open middle seat. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Open Time's middle up. seat wins. Open middle oh seat, hands gosh. down, takes the show. Confetti like praise. That's what won it because let me just All tell you, days. game yeah. changer. For sure. And let's just say, so we we got to travel, and we're going to share a little more about that in a second, but we got to travel with a team. There were a total of four of us, and our new friend, Dan, shout out. He actually doesn't Yay. listen to the show, but we might have converted him. <laughs> I don't know. So he was there sitting in front of us, and Candace and I were sitting behind him in our 16-hour flight. <laughs> we don't really know him at this point. Now we know him well. He's like a bro. And yeah. he comes off the plane, and he's like, wow. You girls sure have a lot of things to talk about. And we're like, um, was that shade? Did you just throw some shade and act like we're not going to get it because we're older than you? All right. All right. Oh, and then I'm thinking, it. we're podcast hosts. Of course we have things to talk about. Do you even know what we edit down? Mindless <laughs> conversations for hours. Yeah. We got But this. imagine... Imagine if someone was in the middle seat. They would have had to endure 16 hours of our should show. That's for sure. 16 hours. It really is amazing the things that we tell ourselves that we should and shouldn't do. The things that we constantly play on repeat in our heads. Come on now. What do we say? I've got to be honest with you. When I wanted to start off the season with looking at things that we should do like Jesus, prayer rose to the top very quickly because if there's one person that we can learn from in how to talk to God, it would be Jesus himself. I mean, honestly, think about it this way. In some ways he was talking to himself, which I already appreciate, but I really do appreciate the fact that he modeled for us continually in the scriptures, especially if you read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, there are multiple times that Jesus separated himself to go and pray um, all the way leading up to even his death. I mean, there was like monumental moments that you see Jesus just getting away and talking with God. And if there's one thing that I find is a stumbling block for most of us people that call ourselves Christians or that are even curious I like to call those people the, I'm not a Christian, but I'm curious about God. And they want to know how to talk to him. It's like we get stumped in, what do I say? Does it have to be official? Do I have to sound really holy and use these and thous? And, and you know, the thing is, is that um, Jesus modeled for us the greatest thing about prayer, which is relationship. And I've found myself so many times, either it being in actual prayers that I'm praying out loud, verbally that you can hear when you enter the room, or I found myself internally praying in my thoughts where, where nobody could hear them, or even writing down and journaling prayers. The thing that always comes to the surface that makes me feel most connected and most um, at one with being able to hear back 
in my prayer is vulnerability and remaining authentic. And I think that that's something that we struggle with when we approach an invisible God, you know, it's, it's naturally feels awkward. And if we're going to talk about anything this season and how to kick it off is we don't know much y'all, unless it be from our conversations with God and through prayer and why prayer is so powerful and why we believe that it actually does things like it, it moves atmospheres and rooms. It changes the dynamics of relationships. It, it has someone relent where they were going to pursue. I mean, it's, it's powerful. And yet I feel like we just aren't even scratching the surface of how to utilize it correctly. So if we're going to learn how to pray, who better to show us than Jesus? So my pastor called me last night, one of my pastors, and he was so excited because he found out, he found out we were having this topic for our first episode because we actually posted about it, asking people to call in. You might be featured in a later segment. And he's like, I can't, I can't just sit still. We have to talk about this. And we spent some time talking about prayer and I think it's one of the greatest Mm. spiritual disciplines we can have uh, and one of the hardest if we feel like it's a performance, right? Mm. And I wrote down a quote he said, and I thought I wanted to share it with you guys. He said, our words don't produce results. It doesn't move the hand of God, but allows us to spend time in his presence. And then he says, is it a dialogue or a monologue with God? And I think that's one of the greatest shifts we can have in our prayer life Mm. is when we realize we're not showing up for prayer to do a monologue. It's not like a one-man show. (laughs) We're we're showing up to to prayer (laughs) to have a conversation with the creator of the universe (laughs) to catch his perspective and figure out what the heck are we doing with our life. I mean, okay, you guys know We recently relocated to Florida. I cried about it a lot in season one. (laughs) And, oh, feels good. Feels good. And um, so during that, though, during that big life transition, and maybe you all have experienced this during our transition, like you're, you're in prayer, you're trying to figure out what's the next steps. Are we actually supposed to do this? Are we ruining our life? What is going on? And there is this moment. So Matt and I drove from New York to Florida. And we're looking for houses. We're putting offers in. They weren't working. We couldn't make it work. And the whole time, our house is under contract in New York. So we're trying to figure out what are we doing with our lives? Are we ruining our kids' worlds? And we're driving home. And I remember just feeling the weight of that, Mm. of this decision, feeling all the pressure of just insecurity and what's next and what are we doing to our family and just feeling, feeling so just anxious. Anxiousness was like totally (laughs) just all over me. And we're driving, it's it's a 16 hour drive and I'm just doing all the what ifs, all the what ifs, all the insecurities coming out. And this truck drove by and on the side of the truck was this cartoon boy and it was hand-drawn and it said, did you pray today? Hmm. And I just started laughing because it's like we have these situations and we're finally getting forward momentum on decisions. And yet I was such a human, right? Just being stuck in these mental gymnastics of, oh, what is going on with my life? And just this, I was just having this monologue of thought when the solution is, why don't I just go pray about this? Like, who am I reaching towards myself for a solution? Or am I reaching towards Jesus? And I think when we can have that shift of perspective, okay, this is how we pray. This is when we go to him, not just when we're feeling anxious, we can start our day in prayer, but just to simplify it, like it's not a performance. It's just a conversation, you know? Imagine if your kid comes in the room and they want something from you. And instead of waiting for a response after they ask something, they keep on talking. And then they just bring up more reasons why they should get what they want. And then they just keep on and on. You know what I mean? That monologue aspect of what you just said is huge, Jenny. Because I think most of us have one-sided conversations with God often. And um, we're not even aware of it. And, and that's even if we're like the little boy on that's cartoon on the side of the truck, did you pray today? That's even if we're praying, you know? I can't tell you how many times I go to so many other people before I even go to God. Oh, 
That's so true. Well, and I wish it was holier than that, but sometimes I go to Instagram before I go to people before I go to God. <laughs> like sometimes I don't even make it to a real person. I just want to see it in a meme first, you know? Um, I, yeah. I wish I could be holier and be like, no, I, I devote 19 hours a day in prayer. Um, and I just, it's wonderful. And, and I, I got to be honest, it's it's actually something that's sometimes on the back burner and not even a thought in my mind. It's, I've got to get things done and I got to do what I've already learned and get to this place and I got to make it happen. And, and um, man, that simple question of, did you pray today? That's massive. Yeah. And I think too, even reflecting on that throughout the day, that here's the thing. I feel like living spirit led and understanding who Jesus is in your life and the power of the Holy Spirit in us and working through us. It's like, I feel like we're constantly in motion in connecting with mm. Jesus. Um, so not only is the question, did I, did I pray today? But it's like, where is God in, in all of my day? And I think a lot of times, like you're saying, we can get those blinders on and have our first responders, Instagram, social media, my best friend, what my mama's going to tell me when the question is, well, are you going to Jesus first? Is he your first response? Um, not in just hard circumstance, but sometimes in the simple moments of, oh, wait, I didn't even notice, but God wants me to go talk to that person over there. That happens in that relationship, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I, 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 you know, I, I listen, I want to save this for the he said what section and let's just get all um, really holy in that section when we talk, start talking about scripture. But I can't be, a, I, I can't leave this right now. If we don't confess or understand or accept or actually just acknowledge that Jesus is enough, we'll never get to this yeah. point where we want to say, what's your opinion, Jesus? What's your wisdom, Jesus? What do you say about this, Jesus? It's because fundamentally there's a belief that he's not enough. He's not enough to answer or care or worry about our concerns. And whether we intentionally do that, or we have malice when we do that. I'm not saying that. Some of you are like, well, that was just so convicting, Candace. I'm just, I don't pray because I don't have time. The reality is, is we make time for the things that we love. And we especially make time to get influence and wisdom and direction from the people that we believe can supply it the most. It says a lot when we actually don't lean into prayer. It says a lot of our belief system and the very root of it, of what we believe Jesus is. And at some point, we just got to say he's enough. Like I said with that word, all those things that I want for this year, they come from him. And that's not even Candace just being like funny. Like, oh, she's just heard that in church her whole life. How spiritually naive is she? No, it's scriptural. It says that from him, through him, and to him are all things. He's enough. And at some point you buy into that and you go, I wholeheartedly know that and I have to go to him. I have to learn how he prayed and I've got to pray like him. Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm just, I love how you brought up church Candace and oh, I grew up, this is my church a- answer. Mm. I think what we need to do, talk about a little is because we're coming in hot, hot and holy. <laughs> <laughs> Season two is hot and holy. Hot and holy. Hey. I think what oh we need my. to do is do some myth busters in this moment of prayer. Um, I think we can over-spiritualize prayer to the point of paralyzing us from even praying. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Okay, so let's do a rabbit trail right now. Yeah. Unscheduled. Rabbit trail. Rabbit trail. Jenny, really quick, tell me anything that comes to mind as quickly as you can that is a myth about praying. Um, Something you grew up in church believing and you've discovered since that it's not really necessarily true. Is there one you can think of? Yeah, there's tons. Well, first of all, I didn't really grow up in church. I got saved at 18 and fully all in, but I've experienced (laughs) lots of different church cultures. And I think one of the things that stands out that can easily get become a habit of (laughs) in our prayer life. And I just want to demonstrate it by no. Um, oh, no. talking to you, Candace. I'm not ready. <laughs> Candace, I just really want you to... Okay, I think we can have this habit of using Father God, Lord God, Holy God, and I'll get a little mm. quiver voice on it, but overusing mm. the Lord's name as we pray. And I just... 
Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's, it's like Candace, like a... Candace, 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 can you hand me that notebook? Candace, will you write down this word? Candace, can you let me know about this? Candace. Wait, oh, my I'm gosh. I'm already annoyed. Yeah. I don't want to listen to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? I think sometimes, though, I, listen, to the person that prays like that right now, this is no judgment on you. I'm just going to say this right now. It's the same thing as you saying, um, a lot. When you learn how to speak and communicate, right, exactly. you have these habits of words that you bring with us. And please don't even start doing that to Jenny and I in our podcast, because we already still do that on a just different level where I say, like, um, literally, like a million bazillion times, but I'm, oh yeah, we, or, we all have the, things. or listen, I say, listen a lot, listen, but we all have these things that we use to do filler conversation. Whenever I learned how to stop saying, um, it's because somebody would say this phrase after it, they would catch me and I'd say, um, and they'd go, um, um, sounds so dumb. Instead of saying, um, just pause. <laughs> and I would be like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Then I'll say, "All right," and then you find different words to fill the conversation and fill what you're trying to say. And a lot of times, when we approach God in prayer, you're right. A lot of us just have filler conversation in prayer because we're not comfortable in the silence. Oh my gosh, let's talk about that for hours. If that it's is silent, why. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take That's it. That's why, though. And I didn't realize it until you just started overanalyzing our lives. Yeah. That's why we do it. Yeah. Father God, Lord God. Blah, blah. What if we just sat in silence, it, whether you're in a prayer circle at church, your small group, <laughs> or in your own prayer time? It makes me what? so uncomfortable just even thinking about it. I oh, don't my know. gosh. <laughs> but in those moments of yeah. silence, yeah. what happens? We hear his response. And it starts to become not about us anymore, but it becomes about how he's guiding us, how he's counseling us, the wisdom he has for us, like a verse he wants to share with us. Okay, okay. You You're know? making it sound like that happens every time when you sit in silence. That's not the case, though, Jenny. So if we're going to myth bust... I'm going to say this okay. too. When you sit in silence, you're not going to automatically hear from the Lord either. That's a myth that I want to put out there. Because sometimes I sit in silence and I think I'm going to hear my tummy growl. And then I start laughing about another thought that I saw. On it, it's like it takes me a good solid 10 to 30 minutes of silence before I can listen. Um, and that's, here's the expectation. We get silent, God speaks. The reality is sometimes we need to get silent so that we can quiet ourselves and we can quiet everything else that has a voice in our life. And for me, I was disappointed the first few times that I tried the whole silent prayer thing because I was like, God's not speaking. God's not speaking. And all I'm thinking about is myself. And now I'm thinking about my to-do list. And now I'm thinking about this. Oh, my stomach just growled. Oh, I'm hungry. What am I going to do? Oh, there's tacos in there. Mm, let's get tacos and be quiet at the same time. How quiet can I eat those tacos? Do you see what I'm saying? Like I had to unravel yeah. me before I even got to the point of hearing him. I think there has to be this myth that we dispel right now. You're not going to hear the voice of God if you're cluttered. Ooh, girl. I just feel like there's freedom in knowing that, that that's yeah. not on him. Like, you don't have to be disappointed in him for not speaking. It says in scripture that he's been speaking for many eons. It, it, I mean, like, it starts off the New Testament telling us that. It says, through many generations, in many ways, God has spoken through prophets, through 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 teachers of the law. I mean, like we look at his MO, God's everything has been the ability to speak. And whether it was to speak life or to speak creation, I mean, he used words. It said he spoke and it became. Yeah. So his 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 entire um, character is on the line when you're saying, I'm not hearing from God. I just want to challenge you that the myth may be that Oh, if I get quiet, if I get silent enough, if I get so centered enough, then I'm going to hear God immediately. Sometimes I just wonder if you just got to get rid of everything else that's drowning out and clouding his voice, you know? I think that's great wisdom. I have a practical thing. Okay. If we're talking about the spiritual discipline of prayer, yeah, right? Yeah. There's a practical tool that I like to do for myself, and this might not work for everybody, but it's when you're getting rid of that clutter, like if I'm trying, and this isn't just for the everyday moments of trying to find God in the midst of, right? This yeah. is like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to pray. I'm going to take the next 30 minutes to pray. What I found helpful is if I do a brain dump, like 
what am I, what's weighing on my heart right now that's mm. going to distract me? Maybe mm. it's, oh, I feel like I have to call this person later. Oh, I have to get the kids at school at three. Oh, I'm going to put a frozen pizza in the oven at five. Yeah. Oh, what's going to be for dinner? Like just brain dumping all the things that can clutter your mind during that time. Mm. And then silencing your alerts on your computer, silencing yeah. your phone, yeah. telling the kids, hey, I'm going to pray during this time. If you want to join me, awesome. Like we'll have worship music on or just watch TV for 30 minutes, you know, yeah. like yeah. setting yourself up. This is such a cliche saying, but setting yourself up for success. So when there are the moments of stillness, you aren't fighting the, that clutter yeah. or the distractions. Yeah. I do want to bring up one last myth on this rabbit trail. And I just feel like this is so basic and yet it's so vital to know the truth about who God is. Sometimes we forget that our mandate is to pray for others. And I really feel like sometimes we like to accuse his silence or non-answering of our prayers for our personal lives um, because he doesn't care about us. But I often have found that there's a lot of times he's just waiting for me to be an intercessor, like somebody that stands in between and actually prays for other people than myself before I hear him speak. Because often he delivers the word that I actually needed through what I'm interceding for somebody else on their behalf. And I just feel like that's so powerful to know that if you feel trapped and lost for words or repetitive in so many things that you've asked God for and you feel like he's not coming through, I mean, I ask him for this every single day. Well, then why don't you start praying for other people and the needs of other people? Because I can tell you what, sometimes you just got to get outside of your own needs and what you're want, wanting for yourself um, to be able to hear his heart be reflected in how he moves. Because I'm telling you, he's a God of justice and love. And he is a God that's never sleeping, never slumbering. He doesn't turn his back on us. He doesn't abandon us. Those aren't his characteristics. So he's always consistently moving. But I'm going to tell you this, as a mama, as a parent, when my child comes to me with manipulative motives and tries to get me to buy that Lego set for the 15th <laughs> billion time, I, I kind of don't answer them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's just got to be check your motives at the door before you open up your mouth to the Lord. And just say, have you talked about this over and over? And this is the sore point because he's not answering it and you're not getting your way. And it's it's kind of like bratish because sometimes it is, you know, I mean, uh, the myth is, is that you ask and God's going to give you everything you want. Well, it, a good parent doesn't do that. A good parent doesn't give their kids everything that they want. They will give them everything that they need. And if it benefits them, they'll give them the other things that they want but I just won't give my child things that are harmful to them or that won't elevate their compassion and empathy for the world around them. Do you know what I mean? I don't withhold yeah. to be a jerk. I sometimes withhold in order so that we can give in other areas. You know, if I, if I give my kids everything, of course I expand and make my house full and fat of just stuff while the rest of the world out, outside of it is suffering and has lack and want. What's that quote? Don't build a longer fence, build a longer table when you have more than you need. I, I want that to be reflective of our prayer life as well. You know, build more for the kingdom of God, not necessarily for what you're, you're, you're begging the father for. Oh man, it's not genie in a bottle prayer. It's <sighs> yeah. catching yeah. God's heart. For this is gonna sound dramatic, but it's catching his heart <laughs> for all of humanity. Yeah. Understanding his will and and mm -hmm. Loving the things that he loves. That's what prayer is positioning us for and towards in that relationship with him. Well, and sometimes the greatest answers I've been longing for, the, the greatest solutions, the greatest problem solving that I've needed have been at, the, at the, the throne room saying, God, can you do this for somebody else? And then when I'm thinking about their issue and their problem, and I'm like, God, how would you move on their behalf for them? I'm like, I bet, I bet right now you could just da 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 And whatever that is, I'm like, oh, and then that's the solution that I've been asking for. Yeah, thanks, God. I love that. Yeah. The fact that it, it also benefits the things that I've been needing. You know, the myth is, is that we've always just got to ask for ourselves. And if he doesn't answer us and he's not listening, well, get outside of yourself and, and have some empathy and compassion for others and stand in a gap for them that maybe have never prayed a single prayer for themselves. Don't feel worthy of it. Feel so much weight of shame and discord between them and God that, you know, if you heard those people that they're like, well, if I showed up in church, a lightning bolt will come and strike me the moment I enter. 
You know what I mean? Like they don't even feel like they have the ability to approach God. Come on, believers, church people, stand up, pray for other people that they have no desire to even pray for themselves and see what God does. He'll unleash something in their life, but he'll also do it in your life as well. Yeah. All right. That was a rabbit trail for the days. Come on. Come on. Oh, Jinx Pokey owe me a Coke Zero. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Stories from the Village. Open Arms is an organization in Eldoret, Kenya, that provides vulnerable children with the hope of the gospel and the love of a family. They do this through Open Arms Village, a secure community where vulnerable children are either temporarily or permanently placed in family model homes with consistent, loving Kenyan parents who provide holistic care. They provide for their physical needs, their emotional needs, medical, and spiritual. Yeah, and almost 160 call this village home right now. Mm. I can't believe it. And not only that, but Open Arms Village also has a school, they have a church, and they have many sustainability projects, which we are so excited to share about that more with you guys throughout the season. So let's have a drum roll moment, please. Yeah. Yeah. Open Arms International is our official season two partner. What? What? Yes. Amazing. And you might be like, I don't even know what that means. So (laughs) (laughs) listen, we know this podcast isn't Mm. just the Candace and Jenny just shooting around show. That's right. We know there's so much more that God is doing. And we actually view this podcast as a position to go on mission. And Mm. this season, we're partnering with Open Arms International to do just that. Yeah. You know, recently we had the privilege of learning more about the organization with boots on the ground. Um, You know, we did several things while we were in the village. We were literally in the village that we're describing to you. And one of my favorite memories is sitting around a dinner table with the family in one of their homes and dinner had ended and it was the part of the night where we got to drink chai. Oh, it was Mm. heavenly. It was so sugary, hot goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And we found ourselves like the end of a meal, kicking up our feet and getting out and playing with the kids and talking about life and parenting. It was one of my favorite moments, but we really connected with a young lady there named Stacy. Yeah. And she shared with us, and we changed her name, of course, when we're telling you this story because she has come from a vulnerable background. Yeah. And she let us know that she wants to be an author. And of course, Candace and I were like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. And we were excited to hear about her dreams. And so I challenged her. I'm like, well, write me a story. And the next day we had church together. We got to see the church at the village. And that was a powerful experience, which we'll share with you guys later. Um, But Stacy came over and she handed me a note. And we actually got permission to share a piece of that note. And I'm going to try to read it Mm. without crying. All right, Jenny, if you can say it without crying, which I know it's hard because we actually have more than just a face with a name, but a memory of a new friend that we've made. If you'll read her story, I think this will be such an impact for all of those listening, wanting to know who Open Arms is and why it's so important to know what's happening in the village. Stacy wrote, Hi, my name is Stacy. I am almost 15 years old. My mom gave birth to me, and a few years later... She was not able to provide anything. She would leave me in the streets and she'd go looking for food. One day I almost lost my life. I was near the dam site and was crawling on the dam wall. As I was looking over the water, I tried to see how the water looked. Someone came and saved me. First, let's just pause. I can't Mm. even imagine. Can you Mm -mm. even imagine that? No, imagine leaving your toddler to go look for food. And I, I remember my kids around a toilet with the shallow pool of water and how crazy helicopter parent I was just thinking about their safety, but to just leave your child because the need for food is so desperate and not just leave them in a place that you feel is secure and safe and with somebody that's loved, but have to leave them all together and buy a site that's so vulnerable for um, just safety concerns alone. Uh, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that as a mom. I know. So there Stacy was, so let's pick it back up. So she was looking at the water and she said, someone came and saved me. 
Truly, mm. God deserves to be given thanks. Years later, my mom still struggled to take care of me. My mom was a drug addict and her husband was too. They would fight every day. Then I was brought to Open Arms Village. Mm. I am happy God saved my life and I am doing so well there. Now I like reading novels and writing essays. My favorite subject is English. When I grow up, I want to be a musician or an author. And she ended the note with this quote, which really impacted me. She said, if God is for us, who can be against us? (laughs) How many times have we flung that verse around? You know, Stacy is a strong and resilient young woman. And to see her proclaiming, if God is for us, who can be against us? Man, I think we really have to pay attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that that was just one child's story who experienced the power of hope in Jesus and the love of family through open arms. Yeah. And I think it's so phenomenal just to see how she moved from someone came and saved me to then saying, surely God saved me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, throughout this season, we'll be sharing ways that you can be involved with open arms and the work that's happening in Kenya. But right now, we encourage you to find them on Facebook at Open Arms International US and on Instagram at Open Arms International US. And be sure to follow Shut the Shut Up as well for more photos, videos, and stories as we go. This season is going to be incredible and you don't want to miss anything. If you're just listening to the show, you're missing half the content. We're going to post online more than you know. So go ahead and follow those accounts. You know, we can spend all day talking about how we feel or what we think about prayer, but let's dig into what the Bible says about it. I mean, after all, this episode is called, You Should Pray Like Jesus. (laughs) So (laughs) what did Jesus say? The most common passage on prayer actually comes from the most common quotable scripture that I know is the Lord's Prayer. And Jenny, will you start this topic off for us? Yes, yes, yes. You know, it keeps going in my mind. I say we pray. Pray. Okay. Oh, MC Hammer throwback. Okay. You're feeling it. You got to pray just to make it today. Come on. (laughs) Matthew 6, my friends. We're going to go there. We're going to spend some time up front on Matthew 6, and then Candace is going to take us through when Jesus says, pray like this. But I want to spend some time just talking about the heart posture that is Mm. in this verse. So I'm going to read Matthew 6, starting at verse 5. It says heart posture. The heart posture. If we were doing a buzz episode, you could so buzz me. I would have so buzzed hard. I would have buzzed you so hard. So I'm gonna... Okay, go ahead. Go so the Lord said, <clears throat> <laughs> and stop it. And when he didn't say stop it, this is what he said. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. So I want to stop mm. right there because I want us to get this. It is not a performance. Prayer is not a performance. Yep. It is not a performance. And sometimes the simplest prayers are the most powerful. So if you find yourself in a prayerful situation and you're like, oh, I feel like I have to perform just, and I've done that. I mean, I don't know if you've done that with your line of work, um, Candace. Hello. I, I've done that starting back down to like fifth grade, Candace. The first time you've ever stood in a circle and somebody's like, I'm going to call the telephone of God. And Candace, will you hang it up? I'm like, please, what are we doing Wait, in this space? What? You've never heard that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is that a thing? Yes. They'd be like, I'm going to dial the phone line of God, and I'm going to start it off. And whoever wants to popcorn prayer inside of there, just pop it up. Pop that <laughs> popcorn kernel of prayer. Let it go. And then, Candace, will you hang it up? Will you hang up the call? And I would be like, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. And then I'd feel the pressure of, oh, my gosh, I've got to say something that sounds like a prayer. And I'd be like, "Um, I know how to close a prayer with, in Jesus' name, comma, amen. I know how to start a prayer with, dear God, that works. And then everything else in between, I'm going to fumble through. And you feel like you've got to perform well because people are judging your um, prayer to know how close or far away you are from the Lord. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's an intimate experience. It's a nightmare. Prayer is intimate. Yeah. 
It, but it also can be lovely when you don't feel that burden to perform. Exactly, exactly. But I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head when you say it's not a performance. If that's the motive behind anything that you're doing, when you open up your mouth to talk with God, just think about how you would relate to your husband if you're like, oh, I'm going to be able to talk to him like it's a performance and I'm going to use such awesome words and it's going to make him love Just me imagine so like much. a marching band situation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and guess like, what oh, we're having for dinner? Spaghetti, Another it's right on pizza. your plate. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, you made something. I want frozen pizza. See, simple. <laughs> I got simple down for dinners. <laughs> Some of the best conversations I have intimately with the people that I love have nothing to do with performance. There's nothing yes. there. It's it's the honesty and it's vulnerability and it's transparency. And it's the hard things that you say that make you go, I'm so glad you, you just gave breath to that thought because it was, it was kind of haunting me, wondering if it was something between us. You know, I, I think when we perform, we miss those wonderful, valuable things of pr- that prayer offers us as believers to be able to give breath to our insecurities. Uh, that's so powerful, you know? Yeah. And I want us, I want to challenge us as prayerful women mm. and men, um, to, if you're at church and say it's like a prayer thing or a small group thing, or even when you're with your friends and you feel that thought of, oh, maybe I should pray in this moment, just let performance, just remember it's not about a performance. And the most sweetest times I've had in prayer with friends that ask me to pray and they don't even know where they stand with God. Like, it's just the simplicity of like, hi, God, like this is what's going on. We could really use some wisdom in this situation. That verse is saying prayer is not a performance. That's right. And let's just be simple and authentic in how we relate to God. And so that was verse five. And the next verse says, truly, I say to you, you have received the reward, but this is verse six. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, Mm. do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. Father God, Lord God, that's Jenny adding that in for they know that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Yeah. So not only do we know that it's not a performance, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. You know, I think we can, and we touched on this, we can over-spiritualize prayer. Yeah. Where we have to use all the right words. Yeah. We have to be super fancy. We have to say all the right things where it becomes inauthentic. It's not who we are. It's not how God even wired us. And it starts to feel fake. And I think when we can just be authentic in our yeah. relationship in the spiritual discipline of prayer, which we should be actively pursuing. Yeah. That develops a genuine relationship with Jesus. Well, and think too, um, I, I don't know if you've been in these kind of prayer circles before, but man, they, they have kind of tainted my experience. If I'm just going to be honest, I don't understand why we have to yell during prayers. Sometimes I feel like we, we can war some stuff in prayer and we're like, yeah, we're just getting hype. You know what I mean? And that's natural. Well, I think we have to pause about the war in prayer. What does that mean? Well, you know, I mean, here's the deal. I would say it the way that my pastor Scott says this. He says, imagine if you're sleeping in your house and you have your alarm system set on your home and you have the luxury of having locks on your doors and things that will go off and sound an actual alarm if you have an intruder. What do you do? In the middle of the night, you get up and you get ready to defend your home. And because of how anxious you are, woken from sleep, and you're in defense mode, you're going to be louder. You're going to be like, who's there? Yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm, hey, we're here. This is my home. Get out. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to be at, at a higher level of anticipation for what you're defending and what you're That's protecting. Good. And I feel like sometimes prayer kind of asks us to go there in the yep. way that we respond when we war in prayer. Obviously, we're not going to come and be like, oh, just Jesus, just please let my kids not experience heartache at a young age. You know, I mean, like there's sometimes where mama bear is going to come out when I'm saying, hey, I'm praying right now, God, that you would protect my son's eyes from anything evil that he would see on the Internet or that he would experience in his relationships in schools. God, protect him as he goes and walks every single step that I'm not with him, that I'm not holding his hand. Would you be with him holding his hand? Would you give him the power and authority to be able to speak your name when he doesn't know anything else to say? I mean, those are the prayers that I'm going to be, yeah, mama bear, a little bit loud. 
But if that's your consistent volume, (laughs) 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 like that has been so disruptive to me feeling like, am I not charismatic enough? Am I not passionate enough about God? Am I not engaged enough in prayer? Because they're really loud and I'm not. And I just want you to, to know that there's freedom it, when you when you come with authenticity, like Jenny just said, simple, don't over-spiritualize it, be authentic. Those are the moments that you got to realize, is this a moment where I'm warring and I need to speak up and speak bold and speak loud? Or is this a moment where I need to silence, hush, and be, and be quiet and be attentive and listen? Or are these moments that I can't even get the words out and the Holy Spirit himself has to intercede, like Romans 8 tells us, that he does with groans. And so, I mean, there's just things that I feel like there's so much about this topic that we can camp on it for another five or six episodes. But when we're looking at what's important to know, know that the real important thing for most of us and all of us that are listening and even as I'm speaking these words are just pray. Just start the conversation. Start the conversation. Start the conversation. And I know we've mentioned like prayer circles and I, I'll be the captain of that prayer circle. I think we differ here, Candace, but let's like <laughs> sign me up. I will not bring potluck to this party, but I can pray in a circle all day long with my tambourine. No, I don't have a tambourine. Oh, that, that gives me weird. hives a That little would bit. be weird. Um, uh, but I, we're talking, not only are we talking about corporate prayer and yeah. joining together as a church body and praying and lifting up the needs so we can posture our heart towards the Lord. Mm. And, <laughs> and, but we're also talking about private prayer. Yeah. And But I think the principles can apply in both situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. simplicity, it doesn't have to be perfect. And the last thing I want us to remember is that remember, it's just a dialogue. And God here is talking about the reward. It's a dialogue with a reward that's developing a relationship with Jesus. That's what your prayer is. You're connecting and you're developing relationship. You're exchanging your will for his. You're, You're exchanging your thoughts, hopefully for his. You're becoming aligned with God at a greater level. Um, and just getting to know him better. So that's the quote unquote heart posture. I want us to walk into this next part with, um, in the scripture and Candace is going to share what happens next. So we're ready. We're not performing. It's not going to be perfect. And we're remembering it's just about developing relationship. And then what? Yeah. And Jesus looks out on the crowd and I've actually stood on that exact Mount where he said this prayer. Think of it this way. The breeze is blowing. People have just asked him, how then should we pray? And this is his response. Pray this with us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I could spend hours here just echoing the words of Jesus, but I think it's phenomenal that He wanted us to start our prayer with our Father. Jesus always, when we look at Him for the example of knowing how to pray, The first thing that he sets up for us consistently is the fact that we're included, that we belong. If you feel outside looking in, you don't know where to pray and you don't know how to start, take it from Jesus. He's not just Jesus' father. He's not just Candace's father. He's not just um, Jenny's spiritual father. He's our father. He lives in heaven and he has a holy, holy name to be revered. You can go through that passage. I would encourage you to go through Matthew 6, 9 through 14, every day this week until you get another episode released from us. And just reread and pray it out loud. Write it down. Pray it silently. Uh, memorize it. And, and let this be the thing that kind of says, I, I want to start off this new season with Candace and Jenny really learning how to do the things that I should because I've seen them in Jesus. We're championing y'all and we're wanting y'all to be successful. And when we say successful, success is not just an ugly word in the church, y'all. Jesus wants success for us as well. He wants us to be successful, to be victorious, to be triumphant. We already are. We are more than conquerors through Him. Come on. So we want to see you be in a place where you are fully engaging in conversations with God on the daily. Let us know how that works for y'all. Leave comments. Engage with us on social media. We're excited to see what happens when we align our shoulds with His. 
pray. Let's pray. So what would it look like if you prayed for someone outside of your inner circle of friendship? You know, what if you added somebody from Open Arms in Kenya to your prayer list this week? Uh, we we are asking you to combine our Hey, Let's Pray and You Said What segments this week. It's going to be a little bit different. We're switching it up in season two. Switching it up. Switching it up. So we invited you guys to call in and pray for the listeners. Pray for yourself and pray for those others that are listening. And if you want to be featured in an upcoming show, just call 315-308-0163. So thank you to everybody that called in. I I personally want to thank my pastor, Pastor Mark, who got super excited about this topic. And he's going to be closing out our prayer. So thank you, Pastor Mark, for calling in. So you guys, let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for Candace and Jenny for their willingness to speak out and to have this podcast that helps us realize that we should ourselves too much and that, God, you did not put us here to do that. And, God, I thank you and pray for each woman that is listening to this podcast and pray also for the men that you would continue to work in each of our lives and remind us why we should not shut ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I just pray that you would draw people in, that you have words to speak to. But I pray, God, Lord, that as the humor and the phrases we share, that they would hear your voice within the conversation. And the things that they need to hear individually would be highlighted in their souls and in their hearing. We give you praise and glory that you um, you know us all individually and in- intimately, and you know what we need to have in our life and what truths we need to be shown and revealed in our life. So I just pray that that would be magnified for the listener that listens into this episode of um, Shut the Shit Up. Thank you, Father God, Lord, for your presence and your grace. In your name, amen. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Mark from upstate New York, that little spot between New York City and Canada. And right now, I want to pray for every single person that is a part of this podcast. Lord, I thank you for every single person that is hoping and praying they could and should and want to do more than they're doing, and yet they're removed because of excuses and fears and addictions and besetting sins. Lord, today, I pray for their freedom. I pray for the strength of the Holy Spirit to come on them right now and to speak the truth of God over their life that says you are not defined by your past, but you are defined by the potential you have in the promises of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for every listener. I thank you for these awesome ladies that are driving people towards their future. For your word says that we are to provoke one another to love and good deeds. And so, Lord, right now, for everyone listening, I just rebuke the should off them, that they should do this and they should do that. Lord, I pray today would be the day they would say yes and press forward into their futures. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Shut the shit up, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. To share your should, call 315-308-0163. And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.